Hello and welcome to Financial Education for the Nation. My name's Warren Shute and I'm here today to talk about retirement. This episode has been sponsored by IDELO, the price comparison website. Preparation is the secret to a happy retirement. It's got to be, isn't it? Planning preparation prevents the poor performance. I think there's a P missing there, but you know what I mean. It's, you'd be surprised to believe that I'm a big planner. Okay, I like to have some idea of what's going to happen when. I can go with the flow. I can go just you know ad-lib and stuff. But I kind of think that if you're going to decide to ad-lib probably the biggest chunk of your life, um, you, you've, you, you're a brave person. You know, I think, I think planning your retirement is so important on so many levels. It just means that you can get the most from it. And we're creatures of habit. And if you've been working all your life in, ingrained in like a nine to five, doing the same thing, going into retirement is a culture shock. Just like we had a culture shock with the lockdown. It was different. It was, un, it was unsettling. It was weird. Um, and retirement can be like that for some people. Now, I'm very fortunate. Over the 25 years I've been a financial planner, I have seen thousands, and I don't think that's an exaggeration, but thousands of retirements. Some have been fantastic and very enviable. Some have been less so. Um, but I've picked up lots of patterns, some ideas from these individuals that I want to go through and I want to share with you um, today. Just give you some kind of flavor, some kind of concept of what you can do to make sure that your retirement are your golden years and not your copper years. Um, so, number one off the blocks, the most important thing, I think, personally, is probably because I deal with it. Remember, when people say things are important, it's what's important to them often, um, based on their values. But what's important is know your number. What is your number? So, I talk to my clients quite often about their number. What's your number? And your number is basically the amount of money that you need to be financially independent. Now, for most people, retirement is the first financial independence they'll ever get because um, they're gearing up for their retirement. So what is your number? What is your retirement number? How much do you need to uh, fund you through your retirement years? Now, what's really important is you cost this. You go in and look at your spending now and think, OK, how much is it likely to be? So bear in mind, you're probably going to be at home more. So your energy bills might be more expensive. You might want to holiday more. So your travel bills might be more expensive. So don't cost it as the least it can be. Cost it what it really you think it could be and plan this out. Because if you don't cost your retirement, you won't really know how much to have saved for it. Now, the next thing I talk about is chapters, and I spoke about this quite a bit in my book, The Money Plan, uh, chapters of your life. I believe in your life you have chapters, and I think within retirement there are chapters, periods of time which things tend to change. And I, I generally talk about the first chapter of retirement being around about from your 60s for most people. Now, some of you might retire a lot earlier, which is fantastic, but most people retire in their 60s. And the first chapter will take you through to maybe, say, 75 and that first period of your retirement is going to be a lot more active. You're a lot healthier. You're going to want to go and do things. So budget that. Budget for that, sorry. Factor those costs in. Where are you going to go? What are your ideas? Where would you like to go? You know, 
probably more long-haul travel is going to occur in your first period of retirement, your first chapter, than in the second or third. Okay, so make sure you factor that in. Um, then you come into your second period, which I generally say is between, say, 75 and 85. And it's at this period where long-haul travel tends to reduce somewhat, although I've got an aunt in the States who still comes over to see me, and she's well into her 90s, and she looks fantastic. Um, but you're still going to want to go away. So maybe cruising might be a more convenient holiday for you, or maybe Europe or the UK will be more convenient travel. So those things tend to cost less than flying. So you can factor that in so that your cost curve is likely to come down as you go into the second chapter of your life. But also at this period of your time, also bear in mind, um, is the home you're in the most appropriate home for the remainder of your life? Um, are there any other considerations that you need to factor in, like adapting the current house you've got to make it suitable? Or are you planning to release equity from your house by a downsize? And what I urge people to do is I urge them to do that earlier in their retirement rather than later. Because if you do that in your, say, late 70s and 80s, you're less likely, and remember I am generalising here for a wide audience, but you're less likely to make new friends and have social circles in your new location than you are if you were downsized in your late 60s and 70s, when you're still quite fit and active and more willing to go out and join clubs and things. So have a consideration of is the house you're in the most suitable house that you want to stay in for the rest of your life. And then the third chapter tends to start around about 85 onwards and that's when travel is less uh, of an expense and expenses are more weighted towards medical care and such like. So you've got the risk there of needing some kind of help around the house so having someone come in to just check up on you and maybe um, help you out keeping the house up together, particularly if you're on your own. Um, but you also have the risk there of actually needing some kind of medical care and support, so helping you in and out of bed, cooking meals, um, or helping you get dressed and mobility um, factors in that way. So have a think about this and then cost those additional costs in. And this is what a good financial planner would do for you. See, it's very easy for people to say, I don't need a financial planner. I'm just going to need this much money for my retirement. But life isn't linear. Life is ebbs and flows and you need more income at a certain time and less income. So uh, what a financial planner does, they cost that lifestyle out for you. And then they then say, okay, well, you need this much money to fund that lifestyle. But then they go one step further and then they manage that money with you so that you can afford that lifestyle through your life. So if you've never sat down with a financial planner, it's something I really urge you to do. Um, they are worth their weight in gold, I believe. Um, and a good CFP, a certified financial planner, goes through the process of this with you. Um, and will create a cash flow, a financial plan, to show you in a picture format what it looks like. Okay. Um, and then it's the question of, once we've costed that, we've looked at, okay, I'd like to do these types of bucket list holidays in the first chapter. This is what I plan on doing in the second chapter. I might downsize and release a bit of equity. And then in the third chapter, I'd like to factor in this level of care um, if I need it in the, in the third chapter. Do I have enough? Is my number enough? 
um, that I worked out initially. So I've got statements from my pension providers. I've got a forecast from my state pension. I've got this information together. Now, if you don't have enough, it's about what needs to happen. So what, as my mentor used to say to me, so what, what next? What am I going to do? How can I afford to ensure that I have enough to um, carry me through my retirement years? So obviously saving more money. Uh, there's one, one of three things that we can do. It, it's very simple. We can increase cash inflows. So we can invest more money. So we can save more money that way. We can reduce cash outflows. So we can say, okay, well, I'm not going to have those holidays. I'm going to reduce those down. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to stop doing that. I'll spend less money here, there, and everywhere. Okay, so reduce cash outflows. And number three is improve investment returns. So, okay, with my investments, I'm going to take a slightly more aggressive approach with the hope of the expectation to get a higher return. The third option is the one we like to do least, if I'm honest, because that has an emotional effect on you. The second option we like to do, second least, um, because it should be your golden years of retirement. It should be the years where you choose, say, hey, let's go out for lunch. Let's go. I've always wanted to go and walk um, Adrian Tour. Let's go and do that. I've always wanted to see the, the Rockies. Let's go and see that. Let's go and travel. They're the years. You, t precious time is running out for all of us in your retirement years of your chapter where you've got to squeeze all that enjoyment and fun in. So reducing your expenditure is something we least, least like to do as well. So improving your investment, um, uh, putting more cash inflow, saving more money um, to build up a higher pension is what our option is really. So we do that on the basis that we say the rule of 300. So the amount of money that you need per month, multiplied by 300, that's the target amount of money you need to save. So I just did the example um, earlier. Um, if you want about uh, an extra 200 pounds a month, okay, so 300 times 200 gives you 60,000. So 60,000 pounds is the amount of money that you need to have saved up to produce you that 200 pounds a month. And that typically should last you around about a 30 year period. So it's not an indefinite amount of money, it's not an annuity, that would be slightly higher, but it's a reasonable assumption to work with. Um, so once you've calculated you have enough and you've gone through, you've kind of given this some kind of financial structure, and then it's like saying, okay, well, what next? What next? So I'm going to stay in this house for this period of time. I'm then going to downsize. That should release me X amount of money. My pensions kick in at these stages. Um, you know, then I should have that money to carry me through the remainder of my life. Well, what I, what I say to you is retirement's a lot more than about numbers. It's a lot more than money. Okay. What, what are you going to do to keep yourself physically, but more importantly as well, mentally active? Making sure there's things to do. You know, what hobbies are you going to take up? If you are a busy person now, okay, if you're working long hours, going from working long hours to stopping working is like hitting a brick wall, okay? You must have things to engage your brain. You must have things to um, get you up in the morning and to look forward to. Now, I've seen in my time some brilliant ideas, okay? Really are some great ideas. So everything from... Bucket list holidays, so literally ticking off different countries around the world they've always wanted to do. And on those holidays, they've been writing down key things that they want to do in those places. So maybe going to America, going to see the White House, 
um, going to uh, Venice and riding on a gondola, whatever they might be, but whatever they are, they are for you. So writing these things down and making a note of them. Two, family history research. That's been a huge one uh, for my clients. And it's pretty much of a consistent theme through many of them. So looking into your past, looking at history, and that's taking them all over the world, tracking down family relatives, um, not that you can have any other kind of relative, I guess, but relatives to uh, see how what stories they've got. What you have for retirement is time. And what you then want is the money and the time to coincide together with a plan. So it's very, very engaging. But it's so important that you keep your physical health and your mental health um, active so that you can enjoy it. Because unfortunately, so many people are mentally stimulated during their working life and then it just falls away in their later life. Um, what about driving? At what age will you decide to stop driving? And with driving, have you factored in the replacement of the car to maybe taxis or something in your expenditure? So we typically suggest clients consider stop driving around about 80, 85, and then we replace it with taxis in their cash flow. So there's some kind of ongoing expense there, and they know that they've got that sort of counted for. But driving in later years for many people is not a consideration. We do have some clients who say, no, I'll drive until my last day, and they absolutely love driving. And then you've got a few housekeeping things like your power of attorney, making sure that you've got your power of attorneys arranged, um, that they're in place and your attorneys are younger than you are. Um, so hopefully they'll be around. Making sure you've got more than one attorney just in case something were to happen to them um, and allowing the attorneys to act jointly and severally. So I independently um, allows the power of attorney to continuity if one of them were to die. Um, there's two types of power of attorney, health and welfare, so it talks about your medical needs, social services, that kind of thing, and property and affairs, which is basically your financial one, all right, your money. Uh, and then finally is your will and your estate planning. So making sure you have a valid, up-to-date will, you know what's going to happen to your estate if you were to pass away. Um, things can become slightly more complicated if you're in a second relationship. Um, protecting certain assets for the second generation. And that's something I do a lot of at my firm at Lexington Wealth, making sure that the estates pass down from generation to generation. Um, the use of trusts to ensure that you protect assets um, from second marriage, also from children receiving money at two younger ages, uh, maybe children's um, getting divorced in the month, your, your estate that you've passed on to them being lost um, to a matrimonial dispute. Um, but also preserving capital for grandchildren um, and great-grandchildren. So something that they will inherit when you're no longer around, um, having leaving your sort of almost your legacy for your family so that they'll remember you. So your estate planning is a big part of the retirement plan, but your estate plan should form part of your retirement plan, uh, form part of your financial plan from a very early age. So that, that's really what I wanted to say to you about retirement planning. It's not just hey, I've got a pension, I'm going to retire at 65 kind of thing. It's making sure you know where your income's coming. You've got some kind of idea about your glide path of income through retirement. You've got an idea in your head about what you're going to do at each phase of your retirement. So there's some kind of strategy behind it. Um, and you've considered downsizing. And also, what would happen if one of you had passed away? If one of you does all the finances and the other one's left, who are they going to go to? Do they need a financial planner? So although you might be really good at financial planning and doing it, if you're not around, is your spouse good at doing that? Do they need some kind of support um, to work with somebody else? And quite often that's where we add value there. 
acting as a second opinion to one of the parties because they kind of got the grips of things, but they're with a backstop. So we've had a number of clients pass away and we now look after their um, widows or widowers um, to make sure that their money's all taken care of. So retirement's far more than just a number. It can be the greatest years of your life and it all starts with preparation and planning it. Um, some main news from this week, see what's been going on. The FCA um, did a review into overdrafts. I think I did a session on this um, some time back um, because they were um, bewildered how unauthorised overdrafts were being charged over 10 times what payday loans were. Um, I think the review's now been concluded and although rates have not come down, the FCA have said that the rates are more clearly displayed and communicated. Um, so when it goes back to debt and unsecured debt, I just think you don't need it. You, it's one of your priorities. If you're starting out, get your unsecured debt paid down. Um, and as a general rule, you always want to have more money invested than you owe. Um, make sure your balance is that way around. Uh, we had the um, Chancellor's uh, announcement speech um, last week. And um, he announced, Richard Sunak announced the Green Home Grant. Um, so we've got a bit more detail around that now. So that's going to take the form of vouchers, uh, going to providing at least £2 for every £1 homeowners and landlords spend on their homes to make them more green and energy efficient, up to a maximum of £5,000 per household. And those from the lowest incomes are able to get a fully funded up to £10,000 per household. And these vouchers will be available from September. And I know definitely I'll be taking advantage of those. A couple of readers' questions in this week. Um, first question uh, was, I have around £8,000 which I was planning to invest prior to lockdown and I've been waiting to see what happens. What should I do? Well, when you invest, you've got to know why you're investing. You don't just invest for any reason. What's your outcome? Is it for retirement? Is it for a house deposit? For education? Why are you investing? You've got to have your outcome and then you've got to make sure you've got at least five years, preferably seven years. That's a rolling period that you're investing for. Um, know what your downside risk is, so when do you get uncomfortable? Remember, the overall stock market generally falls at around about 50% at any period. So in the 2000, it fell 50%. 2007, it fell about 50%. And recently in the pandemic, it fell about 35%, I think. Um, so not quite 50%, but we say 50%. So if you're a 100% stock market, expect your investment to fall 50%. If that's too much, you need to dilute your um, risk um, on that. And go for global equity funds. Um, index funds, sorry, global index funds rather than managed funds. There are a few managers out there who do a very, very good job, but the odds of you choosing them consistently are slim. So buying the overall market and globally is safer. Uh, safer uh, in relation to getting a good outcome, not safer as in risk. I better be clear on that. Um, make sure you only choose a portfolio fund that's suitable for your risk. <clears throat> so, um, next question was, when can I access my pension fund? Okay, so pensions are one of the most complicated areas um, in um, financial planning. There are broadly three types of pension. A personal pension, which is known as a defined contribution scheme. You can access these now from age 55, um, unless you're on a particular sport. But for most people who are um, uh, watching this, it'll be age 55. Um, for... Those who are in a final salary scheme or a career average scheme, also known as a defined, uh, defined benefit scheme, um, they will have a normal retirement age. Now, you can often take benefits earlier than the normal retirement age, but you will pay a penalty 
on those benefits if you do that. So anything like 2% per year or earlier you take it. And then you've also got your state pension, which is linked to the state retirement age. And you best go online to get that key data in um, Google state pension age and go to a government or gov.uk website. So it's not that easy to answer, but there are some uh, ages that you can work with. So remember, spending money is not bad, but spending other people's money is. So we try to get you to live within your wham. So remember, I've got my allocation 50% for my household bills, 30% for your day-to-day spending needs, and 20% for your debt repayment and then saving and investing for your future. Um, what's good prices this week? 18% down than last week of backpacks. So you've got anyone doing the D of E in your household or you fancy having a staycation, walking around the UK, backpacks are 18% cheaper than they were on average last week. And also barbecues are down 13%, which I was pretty impressed with. So I might even have a look at one of those myself. Uh, remember, Idealo is a price comparison website. You go on, you type in the item that you want. So I want a... Uh, Weber gas barbecue, for example, it'll go off and find the different prices. Uh, and then you can also see a price trend on how it's actually doing. So whether it's more expensive or less expensive. So also July is also the best time of year to, I'm um, reading off the notes here. July is the best time of year to buy yourself a new waterproof jacket and a pair of walking boots. So, you know, um, as opposed to um, compared to autumn uh, or winter. So actually getting yourself prepared, thinking ahead and buying these things now is going to work in your favour in the long run. Just remember, buy it for the kids, just buy an extra size in there because they seem to grow so quickly. And who remembers Prime Day? Um, normally, I think it's July time coming out. Amazon haven't released the Prime Day date yet. Uh, there's some rumors that it might be pushed back later in the year. But um, due to the coronavirus, Prime Day may be pushed back. But we're still holding out to see when that is. So uh, get some good deals on things that you need. Remember, it's only a deal if you need it. If you don't need it, buying it is just a waste of money. Okay, so uh, have a little think about the things that you might need coming up, um, and then maybe Prime Day will be the day. If it's released, we'll have to wait until the big company announces. Hey, it's been a pleasure speaking to you. Um, I enjoy it every single time I do it. Um, my name's Warren Shute. This is Financial Education for the Nation. Please message me with your questions and follow me on social media. Um, and uh, Above, above all, enjoy the summer and stay safe.